When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Switzerland, the U.S. go up. What a goal from Carlos Bocanegra. Boy, to try a long hit. What a goal from Lloyd. This is spectacular. It's hit with no regard for humanity. Is this the moment for Shakiri? Yes, it is. Switzerland and Shakiri have scored in the 90th minute. That was worth the price of admission alone. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Glenn Davis. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, as always, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. A big thank you to John and his firm. Uh, personal injury attorneys, you get in a car accident, boat, motorcycle, John and his firm have you covered. It's John Daspit. Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. And always a reminder, John and his firm, uh, he's a big soccer fan. He'll be at the Manchester City Club America game, which we'll talk about here uh, in a minute. And he has been out to Austin FC matches as well. So a big thank you uh, to John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. We're streaming at HornFM.com. You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, at Sock SOC, and at Soccer Matters GD. All follows and likes. I mean, let's face it. It's important to, to get the word out about the show. I appreciate everybody giving us a follow and a like uh, because I want more people to listen into the program um, and create awareness for the show. So please help spread the word. Now, I was recently up in Austin calling the Austin FC Houston match uh, this past Tuesday. And again, I just got to soak up the amazing Q2 environment catch up with some great football friends, and of course, uh, do the call of the game uh, back on the radio uh, in Houston. The passion obviously speaks for itself. Uh, It's off the charts. It's just an amazing experience to go each and every time to Q2 Stadium. So for all of you who are going to games on a regular basis, boy, what a wonderful thing you have going in Austin, Texas, and a lot of credit goes to the organization as well. And yes, they have touched down. Who do you think I'm talking about? Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, Erling Holland, Kevin De Bruyne, Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, Zinchenko. These are the names. Cancelo, Riyad Mahrez. And again, new signings like Erling Holland, 21 years of age from Dortmund. Calvin Phillips from Leeds. And the 22-year-old Julian Alvarez from River Plate. That's a really interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, seeing how Julian Alvarez will adapt to Manchester City and the Premier League. He's being brought in to try and be a year one contributor and, and not be loaned out. And by the way, he's fresh off playing the Copa Libertadores for legendary River Plate. So they touched down in Texas this past Sunday, and they prepare in the heat for a friendly at Energy Stadium in Houston on Wednesday. Tonight, I will give a pair of tickets away, so be ready. Here's the number, 512-447-3776, 547-ESPN 
is what you dial when I make the announcement to win a pair of tickets. Um, so you're going to have to listen carefully. And you might have to make a road trip to Houston. So what? That's fun. And yes, City are the main attraction in this game. But as we all know in Texas, Club America fans are going to represent. They're a huge brand as well. And they'll bring in names that you're very familiar with, like Mexican national team goalkeeper Memo Ochoa, who's headed to Cutter, Miguel Layun, Jonathan Dos Santos, Jonathan Rodriguez, Henry Martin, and many, many more. <clears throat> a huge crowd. I believe over 60,000 expected and supporters for Manchester city, as we've come to learn are, are throughout Texas and there's supporters groups in Austin, obviously there's supporters groups in San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. Um, we know they have supporters groups throughout Texas and right here, as we mentioned in Austin, um, they will draw people from out of state as well. A lot of times uh, you'll get, uh, supporters of theirs in England that will come over and plan a summer trip around uh, some of their matches. So they're, they're going to have fervent support. Uh, there is no question. So will club America, another great week for Austin FC. And if you look at some of the data on them, it's pretty off the charts, the highest scoring team in the league. And they just got a three to one win at Q2 over the Houston Dynamo after falling behind to Coco Carrasquilla. We all got to witness um, Karaskia's goal and then the fantastic Diego Fagundes free kick that was just that just froze Houston Dynamo goalkeeper Steve Clark. I, I don't think any question. Fagundes is just such a great story. And I know he's become a fan favorite in Austin, but it's 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 blood, sweat, and tears every game for this guy. And he has scored some huge goals this week. Highest goal scoring team in MLS. Sitting pretty, Austin FC, number two overall team in Major League Soccer on 41 points. They are now um, the Copa Tejas winners as well. Many of you celebrated with them after the 1-1 draw against FC Dallas. So supporters are delighted. And based on 48 to 50 points as the measuring stick, this team's a lock for the playoffs, dare I say it. You know, you don't like to say those things. Coaches aren't going to say this team's a lock for the playoffs. Um, the way the rest of the season goes heading into the playoffs is only going to be learned through the patience of game by game. But the whole question to me now is, is number one, transfer window. Number two, how they enter the playoffs when that time comes. And who they will get drawn against. This will be key because as we all know, a great season of consistent football in MLS can be wiped out in the blink of an eye. In the absolute blink of an eye. It could all be wiped out. And we've seen that happen for a number of teams. We've seen that happen with the New England Revolution, you ask the Colorado Rapids, and they're great bodies of work. Their most consistent play and results, more than any other teams, was killed in a New York minute. So as Austin FC pushed for the supporter shield with the great body of work they've put together, and they have going, you just got to remember, winning the supporter shield does not, in my opinion, give you an advantage in the playoffs by getting a bye. Coming up July 24th on Sunday, Austin FC at Q2 Stadium against the New York Red Bulls. 
and the Red Bulls are coming off a 1-0 loss at home in, in the Hudson River Derby to Tata Castellanos and New York City FC and the defending MLS Cup champions, which leads me into a lot of teams in MLS that, you know, Houston's a, a prime example of this. Teams that do not have the game changers in attacking positions, the efficient finishers, like the Sebastian Driussis, like the Diego Fagundeses now, um, like a lot of these key players that are bought to win you games. Um, and, and look, Dallas might say, hey, we had some decent control this game against Austin FC. And the next thing you know, it's all tied up from uh, Sebastian Driussi to Diego Fagundes. It's all tied up. And now all of a sudden, Austin FC is pushing for the finish. And Austin FC has come from behind in a lot of, a lot of games here. They, in fact, have won 16 points from being in positions where they were behind in games. Pretty spectacular. That tells you a lot about a team. Tells you about the resiliency, the desire, the fight, and all the great things that are going on. But the the versatility, the use of the rosters, players that have been reinvented in other positions like John Gallagher. Some of the stuff may seem small, but in the big picture, when you compound it and you put it all together, it's huge. And you got to give a coach and his coaching staff a lot of credit. All right, we're going to talk to Chris Bills of the Striker. He's on this as well. And Chris will join us uh, in segment number two here tonight. Just want to briefly touch on the Matt Turner situation. Um, A lot of people are saying, oh, it's a big gamble. He's going to Arsenal. How do you turn that down? He moved to Arsenal from New England. It's a deal apparently up to 10 million. But we take it into the World Cup and Qatar in the goalkeeping position. Every World Cup we have ever done well in the United States, we've had a performance like a Tim Howard has produced. Um, so goalkeeping has been a big part of our world cup history and success. I think that's going to be a real key in this one, obviously. So Matt Turner at Arsenal. Now think about what Zach Steffen has done. Zach Steffen right now, if not for a move to Middlesbrough would be in Houston with Manchester city. And Manchester City would not have gone out and bought Stefan Ortega. But Zach Steffen gave up his number two position at City to get first team football at Middlesbrough because of the importance of the World Cup. And he wants that starting job with the eyes of the world on him. Matt Turner was quoted as saying, opportunities like this for players from the U.S. are few and far between. I wouldn't say I'm worried or it's a gamble. This is the obvious progression in my career. Getting my foot in the door overseas is a lot easier said than done. I've been playing in MLS for the last three seasons, and this was the first concrete offer I had. Playing consistently in MLS does not guarantee me the starting 11th for the U.S. national team. I needed to shake it up to take my game to the next level. And playing in the Premier League with these guys has already shown me massive improvements. You have to think about your entire career. You can't make decisions based on one World Cup. Now, Stefan says, I mean, uh, Turner says that, but in the case of Zach Stefan, he is making a decision based on one World Cup at the moment. So I love the attitude of both these guys. I love the choices both of them are making, both Matt Turner and Zach Stefan. Turner's story is amazing. So is Stefan's. And goalkeeping is going to be a big part of the U.S. national team under Greg Berhalter. That said, 
I think we're going to get the most progressive national team we've ever had at a World Cup when it comes to trying to pressure opponents, trying to play higher up the pitch, and trying to make things happen as opposed to reacting and counterattacking. And I, I think with the clubs that these young guys are playing on, their work ethic, the systems they're playing in, the modernization of the game, I think we're going to see a different national team at the World Cup when they take on the likes of Wales, England, and Iran. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with Chris Bills. We are giving tickets away tonight to Manchester City Club America. Stay with us. This is Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Quick word here for LamontBrands.com. I really uh, know how charitable people are in the Austin area and those listening in and around the country, quite frankly. But if you can find it in your heart, we would love for you to purchase a Soccer Matters t-shirt. You get it at lamontbrands.com, all the proceeds. And I say all the proceeds go to a 501c charity called the Snowdrop Foundation to fight pediatric cancer. So you can look up the Snowdrop Foundation, the 501c charity, or you can go over to lamontbrands.com and get your t-shirt. All right, we'll take a break here. Our show is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. They're bilingual. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, they're going to work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. Nobody wants to get in an accident or have a family member get in one. But if you do, John and his firm are ready for you. You might get in a car accident. It might be a boat. It might be a motorcycle. It might be maritime. You might have a boating accident. Um, you might drive an 18-wheeler. It's John Daspit, DaspitLawAustin.com. We'll take a break. When we return, it's Chris Bills of Stryker, Texas. We talk Austin FC. All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. As always, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. Dot com. Nobody wants to get in any form of an accident. Your family member might. But if you do, you need good representation. You need the best. You need the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. You get in a car accident, boat, motorcycle, maritime. Uh, John and his firm are going to work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. It is the Daspit Law Firm. Get them on your side if you get in an accident, uh, personal injury attorneys. And by the way, John's a big soccer fan. Uh, I've been in Europe when he's... Uh, at a Chelsea game, uh, and it looks like he's going to make his way in from Austin for the Manchester City Club America game, which, by the way, there's still tickets for that. I don't know how many uh, that will be played at Energy Stadium in Houston. You can go to Ticketmaster.com or Copa de Lone Star. All right, uh, covering top to bottom, Austin FC from the striker. He's Chris Bills. He joins us now. Chris, how are you? What's up, Glenn? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, always appreciate having you on. Look, undefeated in seven. Um, I've scored in 19 of 21 games. Top scoring team in all of Major League Soccer with 42. Uh, they've won 16 points now from losing positions overall, which, again, uh, speaks to their resiliency. What's not fun about covering Austin FC? <laughs> There's not a lot that's not fun about it, Glenn. It's, it's, been, it's been amazing, especially the last couple of months to follow this team around the country, see what they're doing on the road and, and just, you know, the celebrations and, uh, you know, they're having fun with it and, and they're enjoying each other's company. I think that's the biggest thing is team clearly fights for each other uh, and that gets them over whatever, you know, on the day, whatever tactical or talent or personnel 
uh, issues they're dealing with. They just seem to kind of float right past it and, and figure things out on the fly. So it's been really, really fun and a huge shift from last year for sure, which I think they're tired of talking about, but it's, uh, it's so massive that I think we can't, we, we all can't help, but, 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 but talk about it and ask about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think every game we see them producing and playing the way they are and all these other nuances that are occurring in this team. I mean, you go back to last year where the balance was just so off and when the ball was lost, it was an incredibly vulnerable team that people cut through like a hot knife to butter. And now all of a sudden that balance is improves. What are some of the keys for you in, in, in Josh Wolf? you know, kind of being able to to provide the balance to a team that liked to go forward last year? Well, I mean, it's the off-season additions, right? And it's these guys that we were like, well, if one of these guys doesn't hit, I'm not so sure. And, and Ruben Gabrielson's been maybe one of the best center backs in the league to this point in the season. He's brought the best out of Julio Cascante, who looks like he was an off-season signing, even though he was here last year. He's just playing at a, at a level that's almost unrecognizable. Uh, then you've got guys like Felipe Martins and, and Maxi Ruti and Ethan Finley, uh, who, you know, Ethan Finley wasn't producing a lot at the beginning of the season. And now he, you know, he's the last three out of the last four games, he's had a goal or, or an assist. He had assists in three straight, straight games, two goals. Uh, and, you know, he's looking like the, the version of Ethan Finley that we haven't seen in, you know, four or five years. And, and these guys all have come here with a mission, you know, to bring, you know, some of that veteran experience that we talk about nonetheless, but it really is so important when you're on the road uh, in a place like Atlanta United and, and you've got to give Sebastian Drusi a rest, the ability to go pull a guy like, Felipe Martins and say, you're going to go play this Sebastian Drusi role for him not to flinch for him to bring out form that I don't think I've seen from him from, from since 2015 or 2016. Um, that just shows you what that veteran presence does. And I think it's a, it's a huge credit to, you know, the scouting department and Claudia Reyna and, and Josh Wolf for, for knowing what they needed and, and going to and finding the known quantities that they knew could bring it. Uh, and then adding in a guy in, in Ruben Gabrielson who, um, yeah, like I said, he's just, he gets better every game for me. Uh, he put, you know, he had a moment against Jesus Ferrer against Dallas that maybe led to that goal, but there were four or five other moments where he was putting out fires and, and doing things that you just don't see from a lot of center backs in this league, being able to keep up with a center forward in a counterattack. Um, you know, his, his ability to sprint over long distances is, it's, it's impressive. So, you know, I could talk all day, <laughs> I guess about those four, but that to, for me, that's the core that's really really change things, turn things around. Yeah. And you're speaking about guys that have highly professional ethics and the way they approach the game. Uh, I, I think they've built long careers because of the professionalism. And to your point, uh, great that that's picked out and they're, they're brought into the environment. And I would also say maybe, you, you know, people getting used to a system, people also um, getting a full preseason behind them. Uh, there's all these other nuances. I, I love For the sure. fact that John Gallagher has all of a sudden been identified and is now a real option as a left back as he continues to learn that position. Yeah, no, he's been really good. And, and you know, the guy that you that I think of when you talk about the full preseason is Sebastian Drusi. And it's not just him having the full free, full preseason. It's everybody around him having that full preseason to work with him to see, um, you know, you talk about a guy who's – he's just got a swagger about him. Everybody wants to be around Sebastian Drusi. You think about, uh, you know, if he was, 
if he was uh, in a in a school in the United States, he just feels like he'd be the high school quarterback, right? He's just got that demeanor. He's got that swagger. Everybody wants to be taking pictures and selfies and be around him, and and that's magnetic. That's when you've got a star who's got that quality that everybody loves and will fight for. Um, and he's got eleven goals and eight assists or whatever. Uh, that's a that's a lethal combination. Yeah. Last night uh, we're talking to Chris Bills of the Striker Texas. Um, last night, uh, calling the Houston Dynamo San Jose game, uh, you know, the Dynamo now have finally their, their guy that really will lift the bar. will 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 drive expectation out of others. will provide leadership. And to me, it's similar to Driussi. And of course the Dynamo have a long way to go to, to find the form of an Austin FC as we know, but, you know, to see Driussi and if you're a player and you're sitting across in a locker room and you're looking at him and you know, he's on your team. Um, you just you just grow in confidence. I want to go back to Gabrielson because I, I think you made a tremendous point on he's bringing the best out of Cascante. And, and, and that's what some of these signings have to do. Not only acquire a good player, but also bring the best out in others. And there was a moment in the game, I don't know if you remember it, where Jesus Ferreira wanted to get physical with Gabrielson. And, and basically, you know, he just bounced off him like, you know, he looked like a youth soccer player at that moment. And, you know, Gabrielson's <laughs> quiet leadership, uh, I'm not going to say he's a Virgil van Dyke, but I think he's Austin FC's version of Virgil van Dyke because he's just got a quiet presence about him. Well, there's nothing quiet about him behind the scenes. He's uh, he's maybe the funniest guy I've had a chance to cover. I was able to sit down with him uh, last week after the Houston match. Uh, and you can go check out that story on the striker.com. But one of the things he said that, that really stood out to me, and I think this just shows you, and I'll take you to another moment in that match or in the Houston match, actually on Tuesday, where um, Alex Ring went off the pitch, gave the armband to Ruben Gabrielson, and Ruben Gabrielson turned around and gave it to Julio Cascante. And you talk about a guy just who's got so much confidence and, and is, you know, almost like breathing that confidence into Julio. And one of the things he said is, if you ask Julio Cascante if he's the best defender in this league and he says no, I'll be disappointed in him. And then Julio was going to come out and do interviews, and, and Ruben went back and made sure he told Julio, <laughs> hey, when they ask you if you're the best defender in MLS, you better say yes. And it's just not – it's so not Julio's personality to do that. But when he's got – or when he's got Ruben Gabrielson on his back saying, you've got you've to step up your confidence, you've got to step up your game and be a leader on this team – and he's responded to it every step of the way. So I think that's been really impressive. And it's it's a testament to Ruben Gabrielson as well as Hulu Cascante to be able to, to, to mesh together in that way. Chris Bill, Striker Texas, we're talking uh, Austin FC. Yeah, it's easy in MLS to pick out pairings in the center back position that aren't quite on the same page, don't maybe mesh as individual players. Boy, these two guys are, they're solid as a rock. And when you got the likes of Ring and Pereira in front of you, um, it, it, it's a pretty, pretty good feeling. I want to go to Diego Fagundes now, who had a week of scoring very vital, very timely goals. Of course, four minutes after Coco Karaskia scores for Houston, they concede a free kick and he just hits an incredible free kick. And then, of course, gets the equalizer from Driussi against FC Dallas. I mean, just take me into him because, you know, I, I just love seeing that guy here um, out of the hinterlands of the artificial grass in New England and just absolutely tearing it up and, and, and producing game after game, really. Yeah. I don't know how that guy's sneaking away from 
from interviews, to be honest, but uh, he, he must, I must be like one of the defenders. I just, I just miss him in the crowd. Uh, but no, he's, he's been unbelievable and he's got such a big personality around town and uh, you know, the people love him. And so for him to score that, especially that free kick in front of the Q2 crowd and, and just really, you know, I think one of the best moments that we've had in, in that building uh, just as far as a quality moment, a moment when everybody was paying attention, all eyes on Diego Fagundes, and he took that ball. You knew immediately that that he believed he could score it, and you know, just there was no doubt as soon as that ball left his foot where it was ending up. And then the goal, uh, you know, against FC Dallas, he scored the big one uh, last year that that could have uh, propelled them to to Copa Tejas, uh, the trophy, you know, the supporters' trophy between the three MLS teams. They went up one nil, and then of course FC Dallas came back and. And one two one in that match last year, and so I thought it was kind of poetic justice for him to score the the goal that that clinches the trophy this year. A big one one result, not the prettiest game, not you know not the best game that Austin FC's played this year, but again, just a game where they fought and they fought and you know they finally um, you know found a ball through. It's Felipe Martins coming off the bench, Owen Wolf coming in off the bench. Both those guys involved in the build up to that goal. Sebastian Drusi with a beautiful little dink and. You know, when Diego Fagundes is wide open on his right foot from, you know, 12, 13 yards, there, there's no doubt in that one. He's just he's so lethal in those areas. And so, um, you know, big week for for Diego Fagundes. And uh, I think he'll continue that form, especially playing along uh, Drusi and, and Maxi Ruti. Those th- those three are thick as thieves. Yeah, caressed uh, the finishing. And of course, you know, when we look at this team, I, I find them very efficient. I, I find them, you know, then they go on to try and win the game, obviously, after being down 1-0. Um, there's, just, there's just a swagger about them. There's a believability. There's an incredible road record. Like I said earlier in the interview, they've won 16 points from losing positions, so there's no panic when they go down in games. Uh, there's always a way back for them. They believe that, and I think... The versatility of the rosters, uh, back to guys reinvented. Uh, there's just a lot going on um, for this club, and it's it's fun. 42 goals for. Okay, so the Copa Tejas, take me into it. Um, how meaningful is this really? I, I do get it's a supporters thing. Obviously, if you're Houston or Dallas, it doesn't mean a whole lot to you. But if you're Austin <laughs> FC and you won it, it does mean a lot. Well, not on this Monday morning, I suppose it doesn't mean a lot in Houston or Dallas, but I think that like, it's the first trophy in this club's history. And you could say, you know, it's just a supporters trophy or, oh, it's just, you know, four matches of the season and, and all that. But I think that what this is, is it's really important to the supporters. And that's the part that I think that was maybe missed last year. All that, all that anybody wanted Josh Wolf or any of the players to say was we want to win this trophy and they didn't say it last year. And I thought it was really big this week. Ethan Finley on a press call said, it's not another game. It's not just another game. And that was what the supporters have been waiting to hear. And they went in and they had that mentality. And you could see what it meant at the final whistle. They haven't celebrated a draw all year. I think this team expects more from itself uh, than, you know, than draws, especially, you know, even on the road. But uh, I saw Felipe Martins, you know, put his arms in the air and, and, you know, embraces his teammates and make sure that they celebrated that one and make sure that they went over to the supporters and, and, you know, make sure 
that they found a way to get that trophy, even though they had to go out in the parking lot to do it. Uh, because <laughs> I don't know, there was some uh, agreement beforehand that they didn't, if the road team won it, they weren't going to celebrate on the field. So, you know, it was kind of a funny moment to see all these players, you know, lifting a trophy out, out in the parking lot, but I thought it was a cool moment and, and something that I think the fans that were there, I think there was over a thousand of them that made the trip up to Frisco that they're not going to forget. And, you know, when you talk about last year, when there was a, a moment where, Josh Wolf decided to rotate his squad when, you know, nearly a thousand fans had made the trip up there. Uh, they felt like it was a slap in the face. And this year, I think it's just a, been a 180 where the team understands what its fans expect from them. And what they expect from them is to beat their rivals and, uh, you know, to perform, uh, you know, at home at Q2 stadium. And they've done both of those very well. Um, you know, they've definitely squeezed some result, results on the road that maybe weren't expected as well. And that's an internal, that's that's something that the players hold them the, their own standards to. But as far as living up to the fans' expectations, that's something that this club has has really made an emphasis this year. And Copateos is just the first on those steps that I think proves that. This is the beauty of Austin, though. You've got that healthy pressure. You got to perform. So I'm going to take you back to Josh Wolf. And by the way, the thousand traveling fans look spectacular in that game. I watched that on Saturday night. Um, I take you back to Josh Wolf, though. There's a lot of people that were clamoring him uh, to be removed last year. I know you were critical <laughs> of him as well in the striker. Um, I'm not sure I would understand that position with the first-year coach um, because I think everybody, including we watch it down here in Houston, Paula Nagamura is learning on the job. He's doing a great effort. He's going to make mistakes. You have to know that. And uh, I always thought there were things there that were very positive. I, I know it got pretty rough at times, but do you think a lot of people really jumped uh, really quickly to judgment about a first-year coach who now in year two is is probably the most lovable guy in Austin? Oh, for sure. But I mean, it's that, that healthy pressure thing that you always talk about. I think that, you know, when you've got a guy and, and you know, I was on the striker, I was certainly critical, but you know, there were some moments last year I got a chance to sit down with Josh Wolf, kind of hear from him firsthand his struggles and and kind of remind people, hey, look, pump the brakes a little bit here. This is this is the first year guy. He's you know, he's going through some some things right now. He's going through some injuries for sure that that are kind of taken away from the style of play that he wants to play. And he's been dogmatic about that this year. He's been a little less dogmatic. He's made a lot better in-game decisions. Um, and I think he's empowered his, his staff as well to, to be more involved. I think you saw that, um, when over the weekend, when Josh Wolf actually wasn't in the building for that big Copa Teos win against FC Dallas, he was putting MLS health and safety protocols, uh, after, you know, most likely testing positive for COVID, uh, and Davey Arnaud took, a, took over and I don't, didn't think they missed a beat. Um, you know, I think those guys are very involved in the decisions, whether it's, well, those guys you know, are tied Arnaud. At, they're, they're tied at the hip, Davey and Josh, sure. I mean, from their playing careers, they're, they're very much tied at the hip. And I would imagine the trust levels through the charts there. For sure. For sure. But I think that's, that's a testament. And then, you know, I think there's just so many fans of this club that are used to rooting for Real Madrid or Barcelona or, you know, Chelsea. And what do you do when you're in last place and you're Chelsea in the table, you fire your coach. Right. And I think that that is something that fans get, got to get, got to kind of wrap their head around what MLS is first of all. But I also think it's good that you finally got fans who care that much that are paying attention to these clubs. And so I think that that's been a big thing too, is that 
this club, maybe they, maybe they weren't expecting it. Somebody like Josh Wolf maybe wasn't expecting to be have his head called for in the first year, but now they understand that people care about this club in this city. And that's not a bad thing. That is a huge dynamic. He's Chris Bills. Chris, as always, we thank you. Uh, the healthy pressure's alive and well there. It was good seeing you up in Austin when we came up to to do the Houston-Austin game. And, of course, it's it's nice to bathe in that environment. And, you know, to think that you get that game in and game out is really, really remarkable uh, from my vantage point over the last couple of years down here uh, in, in Houston. Thank you for coming on the show tonight, Chris. As always, great stuff. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. It was great seeing you over here in Austin and uh, always great talking to you. Don't be a stranger. I will be up there a lot in the near future, and I plan on taking in some games when they fit in uh, just as a fan. So thank you very much for coming on. As usual, that's Chris Bill Stryker, Texas, and we're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little Manchester City Club America as uh, they have landed in Texas. Erling Holland, Kevin De Bruyne, Pep Guardiola, you name it, they are here. We'll take a break. Show presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. All right, welcome back to The Horn here in Austin, Texas, as Soccer Matters rolls on here tonight, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. Give them a call. They're bilingual, 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com, getting soccer talk on the radio. By the way, they are the best in personal injury attorneys. Manchester City will play Club America this Wednesday at Energy Stadium in Houston, which is also where the 2026 World Cup matches will take place. There's a couple of names on their roster that uh, they are here. They are training in Texas. Ederson, Stefan Ortega, Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake, Oleksandr Zinchenko, Joao Cancelo, um, a couple of younger players that have been touted for greatness, Calvin Phillips, Jack Grealish, Rodrigo, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, uh, among the big names, Erling Holland, Julian Alvarez uh, coming over, the Argentine, Riyad Mahrez, uh, Liam DeLapp, another one to keep an eye on. So, you know, the names are huge. Club America, Guillermo Memo Ochoa, Miguel Layun, uh, kind of a legendary player. You've got uh, Alejandro Zendejas, Jurgen Dahm in midfield, Jonathan Dos Santos, some of the more noticeable names. And then, of course, up front, uh, Jonathan Rodriguez, Diego Valdez, Roman Martinez, Federico Vinas, and Henry Martin. So uh, big stars on hand, which made me think, well, we're going to re-air the interview I did with the former World Cup finalist for Argentina and right back for Manchester City, Pablo Zabaleta. Well, Pablo, tell us about the significance of these preseason tours. A lot of people in America think it's just about branding, but it's close to the season. It's Pep Guardiola. I got to think this is pretty serious business coming to Houston. Absolutely. Always with Pep Guardiola going to be serious. Nothing, uh, not fun at all. Like we, we, are, we don't often get a chance to, uh, uh, to go to America, to be honest, uh, for the preseason, especially in the last two years with, with covid and all that, but we all know that American people love football, especially the Premier League and Man City being 
uh, growing a lot because I've been in New York recently a few months ago and I can really see uh, a lot of Man City fans that the club is growing as well. So uh, it's going to be a great experience for sure. You mentioned Pep Guardiola. You know him well. You played under him. Tell me about him and, and, and kind of what makes him tick as a manager because everybody in America is truly fascinated by the ability of him to unify a team and all these high-paid, tremendous soccer players. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, uh, I only spent uh, one season under Pep. Um, I wish he, he would, I don't know, he should come earlier uh, when I was probably younger uh, because I, will, I probably would have been enjoying a lot more under Pep. Um, but the reality is that I was 33. I was just my last year of my contract. And I wanted to to move. And uh, but I have to say, even uh, if it was only one season, uh, he's been really good. Um, we we haven't won anything that season, but he uh, took probably a year to for Pep to um, you know to get his new uh, idea, his way of playing, um, his style of football. Um, that was something that we have done. We, we haven't done it before, you know, playing out for the back with, you know, two centre backs played. And then we go from there and uh, full backs going higher, lower, then uh, bring the ball into the attacking midfield to, to attack. And all these kind of uh, movements that it was something new for us. And, uh, and as I say, it probably took uh, six months to get into that. Uh, rhythm and that new way of playing, but then you could really see uh, how the team been doing for the last five or six years. Uh, it was a joy to watch uh, them playing football, and we're still doing it. Um, and yeah, it's great to have Pep uh, a Man City. He, I'm personally think that he he's also enjoying the Premier League. Uh, he, he looks really happy also at the club. Um, it's going to be seventh season now for Pep. So he, he, he tells you that he's really loving it. So, um, yeah, that's great. He's a, he, he's a ball for me. I don't know. With the managers I've been working before, obviously I respect all of them. They've all been brilliant. But I, I should say that probably uh, Pep Guardiola is above of them. You know, he's, he's really good. He's Pablo Zabaleta. You know him from his legendary career with Argentina. Has played in a World Cup final over 330 games for Manchester City. And if you're like me, you watch this man play as an outside back. Uh, phenomenal to watch. Phenomenal player. Uh, Pablo, uh, back to Guardiola. Is it pretty intense, like mentally, what he throws at you? I, I know I hear this all the time. I mean, and it may be like a culture shock when you first work under him, right? Very intense, and um, he's he's mad about football. He's uh, he's obsessed. It's just a lie that he's a guy. He loves football. He's so passionate about it, and um, and that is the way that when you see on the sideline, it's just it is like this every day, even in training. Um, but that is the only way that, uh, you know, when you see a manager that is that intense, I think sometimes the players really appreciate uh, and, 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 and he can really inspire players to, to do well because um, he's like that in training, he's like that in the game, the pre-match meeting. Uh, and he always, when he gives a day off for the players, he always say, please, 
enjoy a day off. Don't come to the training round. Even if you have to do an extra work or all that, please don't come because I need all of you to switch off, to forget me, to not see me again. And probably take a breath and, um, and, and we see you in 48 hours because he is very demanding. And, uh, but I think players love it. Um, that's always what you expect uh, from managers. Of course, everyone is different. Uh, but you can, uh, you can really see that uh, Pep loves the game. Talking to Pablo Zabaleta. Uh, how about a word on Manuel Pellegrini and Roberto Mancini? I mean, this is, a, this is an unbelievable uh, trio of managers that you yeah, played on. Absolutely. But you learn from all of them. As I said before, they all been brilliant. Every, everyone at different stage of uh, my career and, and also at the club, I think uh, when uh, Mancini came to Man City, um, you know, gave us a chance to, to win the first Premier League, the first FA Cup. Um, he was an Italian, and as you all know, he likes, um, you know, tactics and probably not that um, way of uh, passing game and all that, but very well organized and all that. Then Manuel Pellegrini, um, different, um, you know, uh, character is more calm and and. and I know that which, uh, you know, is, 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 is also good when you have a, a manager that's like very similar to Angelotti, you know, that gives the players the confidence and the freedom to express themselves on the field. And uh, you, you don't really see them uh, uh, angry or shouting or and all that. They always like that. When you're winning, when you're losing, they always have that balance, you know, uh, that's the, it's also special. Um, so they, I've been very lucky. I always say the same. But for me, uh, working under these three managers, I learned uh, a lot from all of them, and, and you know, been playing in um, a lot. And this is something that for me was uh, really good as a player. For my listeners, Pablo, I mean, there is that pipeline of Argentines to Manchester City. There's no question with Sergio Aguero, <laughs> Willy Caballero. Uh, Nicolas Otamende, on and on we go. Did that help kind of ease the transition of the Argentine player to the Premier League? Well, it's, it's great to see uh, Argentinian players going into the Premier League. I mean, uh, that was really difficult 20 or 30 years ago. It was not a country or a league for South American players to go and to play into. There were only few of them. Uh, but I have to say, in the last ten years, you could really see uh, a lot of uh, Argentinian players going going there and doing well in all of the clubs. So uh, we don't need to forget that we are ambassadors for our country, and wherever we go, we have to do well for the to open the doors for the next generations, and 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 they can really trust uh, us and 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 give our best. And, and I think we. Uh, Argentinians also we love football. We uh, we always want to give hundred percent, and uh, especially Man City. Yeah, was one of uh, the first Argentinian players to go there, and and then Carlos Tevez came, Sergio Aguero, Willy Caballero, Tamendi, Demi Kellis. Um, I remember one one game we beat Fulham three 0 at home, and we I scored Sergio and Demi Kellis. Oh, wow. scored three of us. We won three 0 and that was the first time in the history of the Premier League that three Argentinians scoring the same game. Um, that is something great. And now Julian Alvarez also 
um, coming to the club and, and great to have that connection uh, with uh, Argentina players uh, or to have someone in the squad uh, make a special and yeah, we wish him all the best uh, and as I said before um, we always need to be disciplined and, and do well for the team and behave in the best uh, possible way to you know to let the new generation um, you know to go to England and, and, and do well. We're talking to Pablo Zabaleta, outstanding player, over 330 times he's played for for Manchester City. So I watched Julian Alvarez the other night playing for River Plate in the in the Copa Libertadores. What advice would Pablo Zabaleta have for Julian in making this big transition to the Premier League? Yeah, big move for him. Um, I mean, it, it won't be easy to go from Argentina to England. Um, I remember when I went to Manchester, I, always, I, I was 23 as well. Uh, I was young, but I, I'd been three years in Spain, which gave me a chance to adapt into the European football and, and all that. But um, for Julian, it's going to be like uh, um, Gabriel Jesus uh, when he was in Brazil and then went to Man City to straight into England, to the Premier League, a different country, um, different way of living, different language, which is, I couldn't speak a word in English when I went to England. And, and it was really hard to communicate with, with the manager and with the players. Uh, Mark Hughes was the manager at that time. So I needed to put some effort into learn the language and at least, you know, uh, talk to my teammates because in, in a football field, you, you, the communication is really important. But you can really see now at the club, they have uh, Spanish, a lot of Spanish speaking, the manager, some people in the staff, and then and even around the club um, is a lot different, which uh, will allow Julian to hopefully adapt into a new football uh, very quickly. And, and, and he seems like to be a really nice guy. I never met him before, but when you see him talking or, you know, Giving some interview, he re- he looks really focused. Um, I've been told that he's a great guy, a good professional. So we wish him all the best. Um, we have a big competition uh, in the team with Haaland, of course. You need to be patient. You need to uh, have that. You know, you have to be hunger of uh, success for the club and and for him as well. Uh, the World Cup is not too far, and and. and and I'm sure that's, um, you know, he, he, a river play always been the main man. Uh, that's the reality. And when you, when you are one of uh, the, 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 the most important player for your team and you play week in, week out, and then you go into a different club where you have to compete with more different players and, 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 and you have more competition in the team, you need that passion and you need to show and prove to the manager that you want to keep that place in the starting 11. It's not going to be easy, but uh, I'm sure he will fight for it. He's Pablo Zabaleta, uh, Manchester City former player outside back. Uh, 58 caps for Argentina from Buenos Aires, uh, two-time Premier League winner. If if we go back to your career when you first got there, how, how tough were some of the early times there? I mean, there had to be some moments where this is incredibly intense, tough, that you got to fight through. Obviously, uh, having watched you play, I know you're a fighter, but, um, you know, just just take us into kind of the challenges that a young player going to England uh, encompasses. 
Absolutely. You mean, do you mean Amman City in 2008? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, listen, I, I went to England uh, after the Olympic Games. That's um, when we won in China, in Beijing. We, uh, um, I remember I went back to Argentina uh, after a few days. I've um, been told that it was an offer from Man City. I didn't know much about uh, the club, about the players, because Man City was not a big club at that time, and it was a mid-table team probably, and uh, and I wasn't 100% sure about it. I was at Espanol of Barcelona. that was very similar to Man City, but in Spain, it was a mid-table club that we also won the Copa del Rey, uh, two years before uh, we reached the Europa League final and I was loving in, living in Barcelona um, but it was a big decision for me it was like a, a dream to go and play in the Premier League that was the reality and uh, yeah went to Manchester signed my contract and a week after the new owners came into the club and and the big body was there you know um, but it was I think it was uh it was a challenge for for everyone to say, okay, now I'm uh, I'm in a situation or in a club where big players will will come, and and I have to do my best to to keep a place in in in, in that team in, in this squad. I want to be part of that project. Uh, I know that uh, the money's there; they can send the best right back, but at least I want to challenge. I want to you know prove myself that I'm good enough. Uh, to be part of uh, the club for the next years. And uh, look, it's been nine years at the club. Um, I won trophies. Um, I was one of the few players with Vincent Company and Joe Hart that we can really tell people that we have seen the whole transformation of the club. Uh, and it's something that my last day uh, at the club when I left, it was uh, it was a special Um because as I say, the fans always give me uh, a great farewell because I was there since the beginning. Uh, I went to the club in a different time, and uh, but I always, as a player, I show my uh, commitment, my um, uh, loyalty, and, and and it was great that I've been uh, um, nine years at the club and winning trophy. Uh, it was it, it, probably when I first came to the club, it was impossible to think about winning something at that time and. And a few days later, I found myself uh, playing alongside great players, and uh, and it was it was very very good experience. Through your lens, uh, unbelievable what you have seen and experienced at Manchester City. He's Pablo Zabaleta. Uh, reminding you, Manchester City and Houston, July 20th, they'll take on Club America from Mexico. This is close to the start of the Premier League, so I think there will be some serious business here. Uh, apparently, uh, close to over 50,000 tickets out already. All right, how about a word on Erling Holland, uh, Pablo, and, and this big signing that's really uh, the big news in the football world? Yeah, very um, delighted to have Eli Haaland at the club. Uh, he's been one of the players that I think um, all the big clubs were looking to sign him uh, in the summer. Um, and it was great that the, the, the club convinced him to, to sign for the club and, 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 and represent Man City. I think it must be very special for him after his dad had been also... Uh, playing for the club and all those pictures that we have seen of uh, 
him wearing the Man City jersey uh, back in the day when he was young. And, uh, and of course, for, for him, it is a big move. I mean, he was a Borussia Dortmund. He was a great club, great team. He's done well, but he's going to the champions of uh, England uh, with ambitions to, to win um, all the domestic competition, but also looking to win for the first time for the club, the Champions League. Um, and he's a great player. I mean, we we all know that. Um, and, and, and for Pep, it's great to have a player um, with like like him. You know, we 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 have we have been saying that always Man City probably was missing someone. Um, you know, inside the box, you bring that physicality and that presence inside the box that sometimes. Uh, you know, in some games you have to put crosses into the box, and 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 you need to find a way to score, and 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 probably he's a bit like that. Uh, he's good on the, you know, with ball on the feet. He's a finisher. He's really strong going into the space, but he, he he's, he's pressing inside the eighteen yard box. is also great, and uh, we we have seen Sergio Aguero before, Gabriel Jesus. They all been great, very skillful. And all that, but I think Haaland is is a different type of uh, footballer. You know, he's a, he's a lot bigger, and uh, and 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 to have him and Julian Alvarez uh, for Pep is going to be great. You know, two two players to to share the same position, to to look for different things in the game. Um, so yeah, very excited, and hopefully he can bring goals. Of course, that's um, that's what we all expect. Um, I have saying before, uh, Aguero was in a different level. He, he used to score more than 20 goals each season. And, and, and if Haaland can reach that uh, amount of goals, it's going to be brilliant. Um, so he's young as well. So um, great for City to have two young players for the next five or six years at the club. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Exciting times. Pablo, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. By the way, your English is impeccable. It's a lot better than my Spanish. No, it's getting worse. He's like, I'm back in Spain now. I'm not surrounded by English people anymore. And then he's like, well, just be thankful we didn't do this. Be thankful we didn't do this in Spanish because it would never, ever happen again. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. That's Pablo Zabaleta. So that does it tonight for Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, as always, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLaw.com. Caller number three right now, if you are still listening, caller number three at 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. I got a pair of tickets for you to Manchester City and Club America. A big thank you, as always, to Ty Henderson. And a reminder to all, you can join me for Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, every Monday night at 7 o'clock Central Time, presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. Hit me up on Twitter and on Instagram, at Glenn Davis Sock, at Soccer Matters GD. You can also hit us up at uh, the Soccer Matters page on Facebook. And to find out more about the host, it's GlennDavisSoccer.com. Until next Monday night at 7 p.m. Central, I'm Glenn Davis. Have a great week.